The views and opinions expressed today on Black Focus Radio are not the views and opinions of the station, its management, or its advertisers. Now, let's get ready to focus on our issues, our solutions, using our voices on Black Focus Radio. Welcome to Black Focus, the show designed with our community in mind, where we focus on our issues, developing our solutions using our voices. Central Arkansas, surrounding areas, and the nation. Get ready. Black Focus starts right now. Phone lines open at 855-525-5683. So here's your host, David W. Coleman and Robert Webb. Hey, what's happening, baby? Uh, it's been a minute. I got to be honest with you. I warned you last week that I would probably be out for a while, and we got the best of and things of that nature. But for me, uh, I took a sabbatical. Uh, I was not in the state. I, well, I'll tell you where I was. I was visiting my granddaughter. Uh, yes, Justice Stara Coleman. And Justice Stara Coleman was stealing my heart. Well, let, let me just say, she stole my heart. And we had a great time and got to hang out with my son and daughter-in-law and uh, some of my daughter-in-law side of the family. It was, it was great. I enjoyed myself. Um, I actually wanted to take my stuff. And I've got this huge little setup now. And I wanted to take it, but I just didn't want to risk it on the plane. Uh, in the future, I got to figure out how. I do have a carrying case uh, for my roadcaster, and uh, you know, but I got so much junk, man. I, we'll 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 figure that out uh, some other time. But had a great time. Uh, I'm back. Uh, I didn't have any <laughs> adventures in flights the way I the the way I've had. Over the last, over at least the summer. So, uh, Maryland was great. Uh, Chicago, oh, by the way, wasn't just in Maryland. I was in Chicago, too. So, I was in two cities. Uh, Chicago was great. It was cold. <laughs> and I know some of y'all out there probably saying, well, David, what do you expect? You're in Chicago in November. Well, I kind of expected it. I always tell people that I have a Chicago coat. And trust me, I did. But it wasn't even as cold as it can get and will get in Chicago. The coldest it got one afternoon was 15 degrees. You know, they had that, like this tree lighting ceremony. And my daughter said, Dad, you ought to go. And I said, is it outside? Yeah. You think I'm crazy? <laughs> but I did do a lot of walking because where my daughter lives, there are a lot of nice restaurants in the area. Uh, I mean, I, let's see, I ate Italian, I ate Chinese, uh, I ate Japanese, uh, what else did I eat? Uh, traditional American breakfast. Um, so I hung out in Chicago for about a week, just chilling, you know. And by the way, those of you who don't think Chicago is cold, you know, we hear stories about that hawk. My daughter lives downtown, right off the lake. And if you don't think that hawk is cutting, is biting, then you don't know anything about Chicago. Trust me. <laughs> and I had a Chicago coat. I had Chicago gloves. I had Chicago socks. I'm going to be honest with you. 
I'm very, I don't wear socks a lot. I don't know how I got into this. Even I wear dress shoes and a suit and won't have socks on. <laughs> I know a lot of you gonna be looking at my looking at my, my my ankles now, but I don't. I wore socks in Chicago. I wasn't playing. Okay, I had a hoodie. I had a hat. I had two layers. Hey, I had a great time in Chicago despite the cold weather. And it, it, it misty snowed all week. You know what I'm saying? It just spat snow. And that was, you know, we dodged, believe it or not, Chicago dodged the six-foot snow drop that took place in Buffalo, New York. So uh, that's what I've been doing. Been having fun. Of course, I've been keeping up with the news now, don't they? I'm a news junkie, and of course, I know my commitment to you guys and you all expect a straight dope, and I got some for you today. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. I don't even know if we're going to get to all of this, okay? So let me just tell you what's on the agenda, and I don't even know what order it's going to come. It's just going to when I feel like it, okay? So Asa Hutchison and the Repugnant Party, he's going to be on the agenda, okay? He's going to be on the agenda, all right? That's We're going to talk about that. He was... Well, we know why Asa, and I'll get all get you get all that to you. We know why Asa all of a sudden is talking about Trump. By the way, speaking of him, he had a meeting with the white supremacist and Kanye West. Now they've labeled Kanye West as anti-Semitic. See, here's the thing about Kanye West. <laughs> Kanye West is just an attention grab. He don't care. He don't care about none of that. But that. Uh, Trump met, had dinner with uh, Nick Fuentes and um, and Kanye West, and everybody is raising hell. And I'm a, as and, and this goes back to Asa Hutchison because we've known Trump was a white supremacist for decades. Ah, oh, you know, you know that, how they wears to prove. We'll get into that, okay? Shark, uh, ba- Barclays Shack, and TNT. We're gonna, I'm going to expose a double standard here, okay? As you all know, I've never liked Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley has always been, in my opinion, a coon. Yeah, I used the word. I'm sorry. Shaq is following suit now, all right? But I, I, I heard an interesting piece over the weekend about by Barkley and... Um, and the black community. I find it interesting that the, 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 the national media will allow Charles Barkley to say outrageous things about the black community and he goes unscathed. Yet, when someone like Kyrie speaks truth to power, all of a sudden, he's ostracized. We'll get into that as well. More shootings over the weekend. Uh, did you know it was, it, it's tougher to get a car and drive a driver's license than to get a get a gun license? Okay. And, oh, I got to play this clip. I hope we get to this. I got to play this clip from the Arizona MAGA people at, at the election board. Does y'all know the, the Arizona election has not been certified as of yet? I think it was supposed to be done today. <laughs> Wait till you hear these people, okay? And what I'm telling you is 
just because the election is over, you better be on guard. You better be paying attention. These people aren't done. Okay? And Jerry Jones, and this is where I bring in Calvin A. Smith. You know Calvin from Django? Calvin A. Smith defended Jerry Jones. I'm going to let you hear what he said. Y'all know Calvin A. Smith, right? Calvin from Django. What you all, if you don't know what's, what's up, Jerry Jones apparently was in a mob of white supremacists when North Little Rock High was being integrated. A lot of people don't realize that the same thing what was going on at Little Rock Central was going on at North Little Rock Old Main at the time. Now it's called North Little Rock High. But it was Old Main at the time. It's just that the Little Rock Nine, they got more publicity. And we'll play what Ernest Green, one of the Little Rock Nine, had to say about Jerry Jones. I think I'm going to start with that. With all of that being said, I mean, we got, I told you, I got a jam-packed show. And what I don't get to today, I promise you I'll get to tomorrow because it is so relevant. So I ran across this clip. One of my favorites. You hear me quote him all the time. James Baldwin. Okay. And, well, let's just play the clip. Here we go. Oh, I, see, I've been absent for a while. I've forgotten. Uh, it's called A Black Fact. So let's go ahead and start our black facts. Dynamic black facts. Our culture, our history, our people. So this is a this is a clip that was released back in 1979, and I've heard it before. White people go around, but I, I want to play it. Very carefully suppressed terror of black people, a tremendous uneasiness. They don't know who, they don't know what the blackface hides. They're sure it's hiding something. What it's hiding is American history. You know what what it, what it, what, it, what it's hiding is what white people know they have done and are doing. You know, it's what you know white people know very well. One thing, and it's the only thing they have to know. They know this, everything else I say is a lie. They know they would not like to be black here. They know that. Now they know that, and they're telling me lies. They're telling me and my children nothing but lies. For Baldwin, the truth is that the ghettos of his youth remain, gnawing at the spirit of those who live there. The poverty is piled high making it even more inescapable and making it even more inescapable how thoroughly you're despised. The high-rise slum becomes a high-crime area almost at once because what are you going to do with all these children, really? Whole families condemned forever to nothing in the richest city in the world. My best friend, a black boy, jumped off the George Washington Bridge when he was 24 and I was 22. And I was sure that I, I was going to be next. Just from despair or? From despair, from rage, you know. Because you can get to a place, where, you know, where you're in battle so often that you, that's all you, that's all you can do. You know, you've been beaten so hard. All you can do is, is, your world narrows to, 
a, a kind of red circle of rage. And you begin to hate everybody, which means you hate yourself. You know? And when that happens, it's over for you. Baldwin has taken that despair and rage and turned it into novels, theater, and essays. Characters drawn from his family and friends. This fall, Dial Press is publishing his 19th book, a novel called Just Above My Head, the story of a black gospel singer during the civil rights struggle. church is a theme running through much of Baldwin's work. His father was a minister, and Baldwin himself became a preacher at the age of 13. His play, The Amen Corner, shown in revival at Lincoln Center's Black Theater Festival, was drawn from his own experiences in the pulpit. growing up in poverty, the church is the only consolation. When Baldwin left the church, he wanted to do more than to console. Often, Baldwin speaks to youngsters who grew up as he did, letting them know the future holds a place for them. On this day, he spoke at the Police Athletic League in Harlem. A writer might be a dancer, might be a carpenter, might be an um, architect, might be a junkie, might be any number of things. I think there's still a chance for today's background. There never was a chance for a black writer. Come, what's your name? Jeffrey. Listen, a writer black or white doesn't have much of a chance, right? Nobody wants a writer until he's dead. But to answer your real question, there's a greater chance for the black writer today than there ever has been. The children asked him the same question I wanted answered. Why did he move to Paris? Paris is very important to me because I was able to, um, well, I was able to take a deep breath. And I was able, this may sound a very corny way to put it, but I wanted to, I wanted to find out where being black ended where I began, or vice versa. I mean, that some things had happened to me because I was Jimmy, and some things had happened to me because I was black. And I wanted to find out how to get these things together, because I didn't want to spend the rest of my life going around saying, you treat me that way because I'm black. After attaining worldwide acclaim as a black writer, Baldwin wrote Giovanni's Room, an explicitly homosexual love story. His publishers in New York refused to print it, for fear of alienating his newly acquired white, middle-class audience. Baldwin was furious and took the book to England for publication. You published Giovanni's Room very early on in your... I finished the book in 55. And that, to, to deal with homosexuality, it was 
yes. difficult, and you already were dealing with, you know, yeah. black writer. Mm -hmm. What made you decide to do that? Well, um, one can say almost that I didn't have an awful lot of choice. It was something, Joanna's room comes, um, comes out of something which tormented and frightened me, the question of my own sexuality. I used to know when I was younger, great many men, boys, who were so terrified that they might um, have homosexual and, you know, they might be bisexual or they might, you know, want to go, you know, want to go to bed with a man. You might, might be able to fall in love with a man. And they were so frightened of that that they could never fall in love with anybody else, you know. They were so frightened of men, they couldn't touch women. Giovanni Jun comes somewhere out of that. Did you also feel that you wanted to get it on the record, your own homosexuality, early? I don't know if that... Um, well, I don't know if I wanted to get it on the record, but I, wanted, but I wanted to confront it. I'm very glad that, you know, that that was done, because it also simplified my life in another way, because it meant that I had no secrets. Nobody could blackmail me. You know, you didn't tell me, I told you. James Baldwin is one of those lucky people who's never been unsure of his family's love. The oldest of nine children, he was helped financially by the others during his struggling years in France. Now he's in the States more than in Europe and with his family more often than not. With the success of his books, he was able to buy a Manhattan apartment building where his mother and several family members live now. Mrs. Baldwin's apartment is a center of activity for the whole family. Did you think he was going to be as, as big a success and as important? No, no, I didn't think that. But I knew that uh, he had to write. Barbara! Brothers and sisters and friends of the family were there. Nieces and nephews underfoot. <laughs> he still can't upstage me now. Conversation ran the gamut of subjects, but Baldwin's mood turned when we spoke of the American attitude toward blacks. There's a price this republic exacts. Any black man or woman walking, and that is a crime. I paid for that crime in my life, and I don't believe my countrymen anymore. They will not do to him what they failed to do to me. I was seven years old, 47 years ago, and nothing has changed since then. Look, look, I don't mean it to you personally. I don't even know you. No, I got nothing against you. I don't know you personally, but I know you historically. You can't have it both ways. We can't swear to the freedom of all mankind and put me in chains. It sounds as if you believe that slavery put a curse on us somehow. Well, it is a curse, you know. Um, the American sense of reality is dictated by, by what Americans are trying to avoid. And if you're trying to avoid reality, how can you face it? You know, if you don't know what is going on in the ghettos of this nation, in the hearts and minds of, of women and men you see every day, you don't, you don't, first of all, in that case, you don't really know what's going on in your own heart and mind. And you have no way of knowing what, what's going on in the hearts and minds of millions of people on this, on this globe. You have told people, this nation in particular, a lot of what they don't want to hear. Yeah, I have. I've tried. You know, you know, no, 
But I tried, yes, to, um, the song says, wake the children sleeping. You know, one's supposed to be a disturber of the peace. Still preaching, huh? Yeah. <laughs> That was the great James Baldwin. By the way, Charles Barkley, did you know he was a homosexual? Did you know he was gay? And it's amazing how the black community embraces Charles Barkley. Yet you say you attacked the black community about homosexuality and lesbianism a black fact for today we'll expound more on that when we return keep listening to black focus radio for more dynamic black facts our culture our history our people on joinetradio.com and don't forget, if you would like to sponsor Dynamic Black Facts, give us a call at 615-554-0568. We'd love to have you. We need sponsors. We're going to be talking more about that as we move forward. Okay? All right. So let's take our first break. When we come back, and I think I already know what I, where I'm going to start. And although it's sports related, I got to start where we're starting and that's Barkley and Jerry Jones and Calvin A. Smith back in a moment Synergy Insurance Group is the small business that we need to turn everybody on to Javita Nelson is the expert advisor and licensed in 20 states Synergy Insurance Group has been offering personalized insurance services since 1997. Call Javita at 877-GO-LOVE-INS. She can help you with old-fashioned personal service. Synergy Insurance Group is the one that you want and need for affordable insurance. Specializing in burial plans that will allow you and yours to personalize your final expenses. Check out Synergy Insurance Group on the web at synergyinsgroup.biz or talk to Javita at 877-GO-GLOVE-INS. The purpose of this commercial is to promote various insurance products, national producer numbers 1661510 and 7529748. Hi, this is Alvin from Habibi's Durable Medical Equipment Company. Because of COVID, many of us have lost our jobs and are, and are unable to feed our kids like we wish. If your child is underweight, five years of age or older, and on Medicaid, you may be able to get formula to help them regain their healthy weight. You will need a prescription from their primary care physician and give us a call and let us help. Our number is 501 663 
1553. We are open five days a week from 9 to 5. Have your doctor fax your prescription to our fax line, which is 501-661-0738 today. Keeping your child healthy is our priority. That's Habibi's 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 your durable medical equipment center. We are located 4317 East Broadway in North Little Rock. That number again is 663-1553. 663-1553. Hey guys, this is David Ashley, Deacon David Ashley. I want to turn y'all on to the Deacon Days radio show. It's a praise project. We're going to be playing music from inspirational artists and gospel artists from all over the world never ever heard of and also we'll be interviewing and asking them very pertinent questions to why and how they came up with their music don't forget the Deacon Dave's radio show it's a praise project Saturdays from 10 to 11 on joynetradio.com David W. Coleman here for Coleman's Dynamic Rib Rub and Rib Nuts. Go to ribrub.com, that's R-I-B-B-R-U-B-B.com right now, and stock up on the best dry marinades for baking, grilling, and smoking your favorite meats. Three great flavors, hot and spicy, original, and scorching. Try them at your next cookout and you'll shout, bacon, grill it, shake it, oh yeah! Only one place to get Coleman's Dynamic products, that's ribrub.com. Easy to order and I'll ship direct to you or to friends and family anywhere in the United States. While on the site, be sure to check out other great items, especially the rib nuts. Who'd have thunk it? Peanuts sauteed in a barbecue marinade? That's just crazy good. Get them at ribrub.com right now, along with other great recipes. That's ribrub.com. If you don't like my rib rub or rib nuts, I'll give you money back. Do it today. That's Coleman's Dynamic Products at ribrub.com. Dynamic Dave for JoinetRadio.com. I'm inviting all small businesses to contact me at 855-525-5683 and let Joinet Radio set up an advertising package specifically designed with your business in mind. This is a great opportunity for small businesses to get your products on the air. Do you want to get the word out about a new business? Joinet Radio is for you. Do you want to advertise your event or social gathering? Gathering, Joinet Radio is for you. Do you preach or teach? Do it right here on joinetradio.com. Call me, Dynamic Dave, at 855-525-5683 or go to joinetradio.com and review our great lineup of shows. Let's help each other and let's get your products in the hands of consumers across the country. Call me, Dynamic Dave, at joinetradio.com at 855-525-5683. I'll talk to you soon. All right, welcome back to the show, Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices. 855-525-5683 is the number. That's how you get in touch with us if you'd like to join the show. A lot of stuff to talk about today. And I don't know if we're going to get to all of it, but we're going to certainly try. So this hour, we're going to focus a little bit. We're going to get to the Asa Hutchinson thing and all of that. Because unfortunately, today's show ties. I looked at the agenda Everything is dealing with racism. You know, those of you out there who say that that racism doesn't exist anymore, and it is 
boldly in our faces every day and being pushed by the local media. Case in point. Jerry Jones. Yeah, you know, that Jerry Jones, the owner of the Dallas Cowboys. Late last week, it was a, he was exposed by um, the Washington Post for participating in a, let's be real, I don't care if they were young, a Klan rally to stop kids from integrating a school right here in North Little Rock, which is about a 15-minute drive from where I live today. A lot of people don't really know you know, certainly the Little Rock Nine at Little Rock Central got a whole lot of support and they got the national, that's where the National Guard was called out. But the same thing was basically going on in North Little Rock as well. About a 10-minute drive from Little Rock Central. Okay? And those of you who are not familiar with the geography here is that Little Rock is is basically sectioned off. Well, let me say... Pulaski County area is sectioned off into two cities, two different governments, Little Rock and North Little Rock. And you, you delineate between the two by simply going across the Arkansas River. Growing up, we called it Dogtown. Okay. Well, we, and I laugh today because I've spent, since I've moved back to Little Rock, I've spent more time in North Little Rock than I ever did growing up while I was here. It's so weird. And I've got some great friends from North Little Rock. And of course, there were the huge rivalries because you had Little Rock Central and you had Little Rock, North Little Rock Old Main. We used to beat the dog out of Old Main all the time. We called them Dogtown. Nobody would, and you didn't, I don't care how pretty the girl was from North Little Rock, you didn't date women from North Little Rock. <laughs> I, I know, it's crazy. And we sit back, I've got a very dear friend that he grew up in North Little Rock and, and went to Old Main at the time. And uh, uh, and uh, we we laugh about that all the time now how th things have changed, but the bottom line is that Jerry Jones was in a throng of racist white supremacists when North Little Rock was being um, when it was being attempting to be desegregated. The only difference in the two is that the National Guard was not called out to North Little Rock by Orville Falvis at the time. So let me just let you, let, let me let you hear from him, okay? And this is from CNN, so just, just, just check this out. 1957, in it, of course, the person who is circled there is Dallas Cowboys owner Jerry Jones. He's among a crowd of white students who were confronting black students as they were attempting to enter the North Little Rock High School. Jones was asked about that photo, why he was in it, what, what it meant after the Cowboys Thanksgiving game yesterday. This is what he said. That was, uh, uh, gosh, uh, 60, 65 years ago and uh, a curious kid. I didn't know at the time the uh, monumental uh, 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 event, really, that was that was going on, and uh, uh, I'm sure glad that uh, uh, we're a long way from that. I am, and um, uh, we just uh, well, that would remind me just uh, uh, continue to do everything we can uh, to uh, uh, not have those kinds of things happen. Jerry, do you understand the perception that people have when you're standing there? Because that was not exactly a welcoming committee that day. Yeah, I sure do. And I understand that. 
That photo was taken just weeks, of course, before the Little Rock Nine integrated a separate school, Little Rock Central High School. At the time, President Eisenhower had dispatched federal troops to help escort the nine black students past those resisting them entering the school. It became a pivotal moment in the civil rights movement. So joining us now to talk about this is a member of the Little Rock Nine, Ernest Green. And Ernest, good morning and thank you for being with us. And I think first off, we just want to get your reaction to, to what Jerry Jones said as he's explaining his presence in that photo. Well, good morning to both of you and to the audience. Well, my view is that Jerry Jones has an opportunity to uh, make that uh, picture have a different ending by uh, pursuing uh, diversity and uh, inclusion and involvement of uh, the African-American community, uh, people of color uh, all throughout this country. Uh, Dallas Cowboys is uh, an institution that uh, most Americans know something about it. Uh, professional football is a uh, 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 an entity that uh, everybody has some uh, interest in, and I think that uh, rather than talk to Jerry about what happened in 1957, uh, let's go forward and see what we can do in, in uh, this year. Now, that last voice, as you heard, was Ernest Green. He was one of the Little Rock Nine. As I told you, see, they were, re they were desegregating North Little Rock High, or uh, well, I think it was still called, it was called North Little Rock High then. I'm not sure about its history, but uh, a week before they did the Little Rock Nine. Now, if you've not seen the picture, it's not like Jerry Jones is standing in the background. Jerry Jones, there's a group of white boys blocking the way of these black students. And Jerry Jones is like on the second row. Jerry Jones at the time, they say, was 14, 15 years old. Okay? And many want to argue that, oh, well, they didn't, as he said, he didn't really know what he was doing. He was there just observing. That's a, you're a damn lie. You were there being a racist. That's exactly what you were doing, Jerry. Because oftentimes, if you go back and look at this, it just so happens uh, while I was in Maryland this weekend, uh, they were running eyes on the prize on one of the local stations. And I've seen uh, eyes on the prize multiple times. I know what it contains. And I just happened to drop in on it uh, for about 10 minutes. And there we were. There our, our civil rights warriors were at a lunch counter in Greenville, North Carolina and being accosted by white teenagers. Okay? So, Jerry, don't tell me that because you were 14, 15 years old, you didn't know what the hell you were doing. You knew exactly what you were doing. By the way, those of you who are history people, those of you who dare to go back and look at some of the horrific lynchings of people, black people, men and women, you all have seen that photo where the black man is being burned in like a campfire and all of the white people 
were standing around with smiles on their faces. Or maybe you've seen the photo where the black man is being hung on a tree and the tree is set afire and the white people are standing around with smiles on their faces. You know, those were not, some of them were adults, but a lot of them were teenagers. Maybe you don't know the story about Jerry Jones. You don't know this story, Calvin A. Smith. We're going to get to you here in a moment. About John Carter. Who was hunt down like a dog. Didn't know he was. That he had perpetrated any crime. Beaten to death. Dragged up and down Broad Street. Broadway. And Ninth Street. The black community. The black Wall Street. You see, you don't know about this Stephen A. Jones, or, or, or I should say Stephen A. Or, or I should say Calvin A. Smith. Oh, 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 and, 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 and I, I forgot about that, Stephen or Calvin. Then he was hung on a flagpole, on a light pole. His body was set afire, and then he was dismembered. You don't know about that, Calvin A. Smith, do you? You just don't know, do you? Hmm, ain't that something? By the way, how old was Tamir Rice when he was murdered? So see, to just junk, see, see, just to say, hey, he was a fourteen-year-old kid. He didn't know what he was doing. Tamir Rice was what, 12? You, do you know the story of George Stinney Jr.? The young black boy that was killed by the state because he allegedly raped a white girl, which was a lie, and he was so small that they had, oh, by the way, he was electrocuted. He was 10, Stephen. I mean, uh, 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 Calvin. You get that, right? He was electrocuted. So when you say what you're about to hear, Calvin A. Smith or Stephen A. Jones, when you hear what he's about to say, you're going to understand that it is just as ludicrous. And the question has got to be asked, what the hell is going on with black people on TV. I'm going to get to Barkley here in a moment. But I want you all to hear this. Because it's important. For us to start calling out people. Who simply. Are selling us out. I'm going to have to go back and find it now. But it's shocking. Because Stephen A. Smith. If you hadn't figured out, I'm not forgetting his name. I'm purposely mixing Calvin because you all remember Calvin and a lot of people. And, I, and, and let me just quickly educate you while I pull this up. Stephen A. Smith is not an Uncle Tom. Okay. He's a Sambo. And it seems like he goes out of his way to try to get into the good graces of black folks. But then he shows his true colors. And the reason I want you all to make that dis the, 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 the delineation between 
Sambo and Uncle Tom. And we've talked about this before, okay? That Sambo, it wasn't Uncle Tom in Harold Beecher Stowe's uh, Uncle Tom's Cabin, that great novel. It was Sambo who was selling out the people. It was Uncle Tom who was trying to save the people. And we constantly get that, 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 that historical fact mixed up. And I think it's important for us to make sure that we call it or say what it really is. Okay? So I, I want to be clear about that. And there currently are three people that are on national TV who claim to represent the black community and it seems like every chance they get, they try to destroy it. So let, let's listen to this. And let me say this. <clears throat> I'm pissed off, but not for reasons that people would think. I'm very, very fond of Jerry Jones. And I'm not hiding that from anybody. Is his record perfect? No. But I'm pissed off because he doesn't deserve what just happened. He doesn't deserve it. One report, our report, said he was 14 years old. Yeah. Another report said he was 15 years old. At minimum, that's 65 years ago. You're going to bring up a picture of Jerry Jones standing at this protest. No question what was happening is not something that anybody as a black person should be appreciative about. We had six students at that particular North Little Rock High School that was trying to desegregate the school. No one should it be was, okay it was, with it, it. Nobody should be okay with that. Regardless of We race. understand that. We get all of that. We also understand what we as black people and as black folks, black men have to deal with. And by the way, to some degree, we still deal with a lot of things and we all know it. Mm -hmm. Racism is alive and well. Bigotry and prejudice is alive and well. We get all of that. But you're going to bring up a photo of him yeah. when he was 14, 15 years old, 65 or 66 years ago. We, this, is, this is where cancer culture gets into the mix. And you're making an attempt to eradicate him, what he stands for, and all he has done. And by the way, I don't have a problem with the photo. Yeah. I don't have a problem. If he was 30, 35, 40 years old, that's different. Right. 14, 15 years old. 14, 15 years old. Right. But we're going to lean on somebody when he was 14, born and raised in the South, and we're going to pick it up 66 years <laughs> later to say, you know something? Yeah. You ain't hire a black coach. I think that's pretty low. I really, really do. I think, that's, I think that part is pretty low. If he were an adult, yeah. that would be different. But a 14, 15-year-old yeah. kid raised in the South who literally is just standing there yeah. looking, and we use that to bring up in the year 2022. Oh, this is where you are. You got to explain this. You ready to explain what you did when you were 14? Yeah, I'm ready. Let's see. When I was 14, I, was I went to Philmont Scout Ranch. Steve, uh, Calvin, you're listening. When I was 14, I went to Philmont Scout Ranch. One of the, I, I've, I've, look, I've been blessed to travel a lot in my lifetime. 
And one of the biggest adventures that I've ever had was going to Philmont Scout Ranch in Cimarron, New Mexico. I was one of three black people on that bus. Okay? Are you listening, Calvin? Or Stephen? Or whatever you going by? Or Sambo? And Philmont was a Boy Scout camp. It is the ultimate in scouting. Where they take you out in this camp. They feed you at base camp. And then they take you up into the mountains. 20, 30 miles depending on your skill level. And leave you. And you have to use a compass and a map. And live off the land for two weeks. And hike back to base camp. Oh, what a wonderful time I had. Except, Calvin, during the time that I was there, I told you there were only three black people. It was me, and if you know him, Reverend Jeffrey Hampton, and a black advisor. And they had hiked away from the camp, not they, but the black advisor and some of the other scouts had hiked away from the camp to pick up supplies. And we stayed at the camp where we were. And myself and Jeff almost had to fight our way out of there because those racist white boys, oh, by the way, 14 and 15 years old, wanted to jump us. Calvin. So don't give me this mess about, oh, he was just 14 or 15. He didn't know what he was doing. You a damn lie. He knew exactly what he was doing. Exactly what he was doing. And oh, by the way, Calvin A. Smith, one thing I wasn't at 14 years old was a bigot and a racist. Calvin Do you know how many black kids have been killed at 14? I told, I, 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 I mentioned George Stinney Jr. Do you know how many have been killed? At 12, 13, 14 year old, even today. Don't give me this mess because he was 14. He didn't know what he was doing. He knew exactly what he was doing. He was hanging out with his boys. He was being a racist. Nobody's trying to counsel him. You got to own up to your past. Every one of us. And Jerry Jones is no different. And don't give me this mess where, oh, this man has spent so many dollars uh, 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 hiring uh, uh, black football players and paying them. Oh, really? That's the business he bought into. And oh, by the way, who was the person who led the charge against Colin Kaepernick? You see, 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 Calvin, you, you got to put two and two together here. It was Jerry Jones who led that charge against Cap Colin Kaepernick. Hello? He wasn't 14 then. W what's your argument to that? And I don't give a damn if y'all are friends. And you don't give a damn what about my opinion. But I'm going to state it, Calvin A. Smith. Yeah, he has to explain that photo. And his explanation wasn't good enough. 
Because it could be good enough if, in fact, we did not have the Colin Kaepernick thing and Jerry Jones led the charge to drum Colin Kaepernick out of the NFL. Where's the lie? You forget about that, Calvin? And all of you out there that's supporting Jerry Jones on this issue? You see, here's the one thing that I've learned about racists. See, those virulent racists, they don't change. We're seeing that now in politics. See, those virulent racists, they just go dormant. And they wait. They're, they're like cicadas. They wait until their opportunity presents itself. And then they rear their ugly heads again to be even more racist. And by the way, Jerry Jones is nothing more than a plantation owner. <laughs> it's not about canceling him. I'm, I, 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 look, I, I don't care if he hires a black coach or not. It's just not Jerry Jones. It's the entire NFL. That's part of that's what that's what Colin Kaepernick was protesting. He was also protesting the murder of kids by police. Which, by the way, all of those games have been rolled back or they were never instituted. Y'all do know that, right? So they're still killing black people and citizens at an alarming clip. The same as they were five years ago. Did y'all know that, Calvin A. Smith? You see, just because you have this national forum, just because you, you have this national forum and you think that you're some type of leader, you're a buffoon, along with your other two buddies that I'm going to talk about here in just a few minutes. You are a buffoon. Because you are allowing your need for money, your love of money, to attack your own people. Hello? Don't get mad at me. Where's the lie? You see, I grew up in Little Rock, Calvin. You didn't. I know what it was like growing up here in Little Rock and the bigotry and the racism because, you know, my mom sent me to Camp Grundy. I was the only black guy going there. Her philosophy was, well, Dave, I need you to, I want you to go to this camp because I hated it. Because you got to, you got to, you, we live in a white man's world and you have to learn how to deal with white folks. Those were her exact words. And to some extent, she was right. And to some extent, being able to do some of the things that I did around white folks, it helped me in my future. That still doesn't mean I wasn't subjected to bigotry and racism. And some of those same white boys that were at that camp with me, those same white boys, and by the way, uh, uh, I, I told you about the Philmont trip, right? So when I finally get into high school, guess what? Two of the white boys that was on that trip was on my high school football team. And they were still virulent racist. You see, I know what you're trying to say. See, he's aged out of his bigotry and racism. I know, by the way, do you remember Stephen or Calvin, whatever you're going by now? Do you understand that a lot of those people that killed black folks back then never stood trial? And let me ask you another question, because see, these things keep popping in my head as I continue to talk about this. Would you tell a Jewish person not, not to pursue a Nazi? If that was a Nazi, 
If, if, if Jerry Jones was a Nazi and the Jews, this, this picture popped up and the Jews said, hey, we need to do something about that. Would you tell the Jews what you just told black, black folks? Hmm? Why is it that black folks have got to forget about the atrocities that were committed against them by white people and some of those white people are still walking around today? See Emmett Till. Oh, we did see him. Thanks to Mamie Till leaving his casket open to see what virulent racists do. Jerry Jones was a racist then, and he's a racist now. And no matter how you defend him, just because he's your friend, and you may get some perks by going to Cowboy football games, you are a Sambo, Calvin. You're not a leader. Not one time that you call him out for being there. Not one time that you dare to even look into the Little Rock history and what was going on at the time. Not one time have you even, even looked at the history that was going on across the country. I don't give a damn if it was the South. It wasn't just the South. It was all over this country. And you have the unmitigated call to try to chastise black people. Because we want answers. We want to know why Jerry Jones was there. We want to know what he said. Oh yeah, we don't have videotape, but look, he just wasn't standing there. I guarantee you that. And when you look at the picture and you see where he is positioned, it's clear that he was close to the front lines. Oh, that's right. He your friend. He your friend. I forgot about that. So it's okay. Because you say he's okay. So we're supposed to say, oh, well, you know, Stephen A. Smith said he was okay. So he's okay. And then we jump forward to Colin Kaepernick. And we realize He's not okay. And by the way, Stephen A. Smith, didn't you attack Colin Kaepernick too? Didn't you try to justify what the league was doing to Colin Kaepernick by not letting him back in the league? Didn't you do that, Stephen A. Smith? Didn't you do that, Calvin A. Smith? Didn't you do that, Sambo? Now, let me be clear. I typically don't call people names, but sometimes you have to lay it out the way it is. Go back and look at some of the history and look at some of the things that Stephen A. Smith said about Colin Kaepernick. Now, let me just be honest with you. There are a whole lot of white boys in the NFL that can't throw a football, but they still got a lead. They still got a, got a contract. So to make the argument, oh, well, you know, you wouldn't even put him back on the, on the second team. This is your NFL. You know, and as I did then, I went about three years where I didn't watch NFL. And I'm getting very close to going back to that. Very close. I just am. 
and it's sad. Because, yeah, the argument that some people want to make, well, you know, he puts millions of dollars in, the, in black athletes. Well, you know what? Slave master took care of his slaves, too. You know why? Because I have to keep them healthy. Because if they don't, if I don't, I don't make money. Uh, remember the book, $40 Million Slave by William Roten? Black people don't own none of that stuff. There, 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 are not, there, there are even, there are no majority owners in football. I was watching a story the other night where the, the, the NHL has got to answer for some of the racism that all of a sudden is rearing its head in the NHL. Should we just turn a blind eye to that, Stephen? Because do you know somebody in the NFL you like that's your buddy? Hmm? These are legitimate questions that we have to ask. And we cannot allow mouthpieces who are being paid by the man to lead us astray. What Jerry Jones did is, has nothing to do with cancel culture. Don't try to blame that on somebody else. Jerry Jones has to own up for what he was doing there at the time. And it had nothing to do with him being a 14-year-old kid. Nothing. And that's the bottom line on it. And it's amazing to me that right now there are three black males that are on national TV shows that are just going in on black people. And nobody's saying a damn word about it. But as soon as Kyrie Irving posted a, a link to a video from a website that was owned by a rich billionaire, everybody attacked Kyrie Irving. Oh, he's anti-Semitic. I would argue that Charles Barkley, Shaquille O'Neal, and Calvin A. Smith or Stephen A. Smith are anti-black. And you say, well, how can that be possible? I'm black. They're black. See Justice Clarence Thomas. See the, see the black senator from South Carolina. Hello. See Candace Owens. I can go down a whole list of them for you, brother. That's just the bottom line on it. Yeah. And by the way, let's stop this mess about, oh, that was just the South. That even, that, that, that even exudes more of your ignorance, Stephen A. Smith. Because during that time period, the North was throwing a rock and hiding their hands. All you got to do is go to the DeSable Museum in Chicago, Illinois. Hello? Because that was one of the flashpoints for the Red Summer. Hello? But see, when you just run your mouth and you don't do your, res your research like Calvin A. Smith, you wouldn't know that. By the way, last I checked, Chicago is pretty damn north. Oh, by the way, did you hear what was going on in Oregon at that time? 
Okay. We're going to take a break. We got more of this, man. I brought receipts today. You're listening to Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices on joinedradio.com. Dynamic Dave for joinedradio.com. I'm inviting all small businesses to contact me at 855-525-5683 and let Joinet Radio set up an advertising package specifically designed with your business in mind. This is a great opportunity for small businesses to get your products on the air. Do you want to get the word out about a new business? Joinet Radio is for you. Do you want to advertise your event or social gathering? Joinet Radio is for you. Do you preach or teach? Do it right here on joinetradio.com. Call me, Dynamic Dave, at 855-525-5683 or go to joinetradio.com and review our great lineup of shows. Let's help each other and let's get your products in the hands of consumers across the country. Call me, Dynamic Dave, at joinetradio.com at 855-525-5683. I'll talk to you soon. David W. Coleman here for Coleman's Dynamic Rib Rub and Rib Nuts. Go to ribrub.com, that's R-I-B-B-R-U-B-B.com right now, and stock up on the best dry marinades for baking, grilling, and smoking your favorite meats. Three great flavors, hot and spicy, original, and scorching. Try them at your next cookout and you will shout, bacon, grill it, shake it, oh yeah! Only one place to get Coleman's Dynamic products, that's ribrub.com. Easy to order and I'll ship direct to you or to friends and family anywhere in the United States. While on the site, be sure to check out other great items, especially the rib nuts. Who'd have thunk it? Peanuts sauteed in a barbecue marinade? That's just crazy good. Get them at ribrub.com right now, along with other great recipes. That's ribrub.com. If you don't like my rib rub or rib nuts, I'll give you money back. Do it today. That's Coleman's Dynamic Products at ribrub.com. Synergy Insurance Group is the small business that we need to turn everybody on to. Javita Nelson is the expert advisor and licensed in 20 states. Synergy Insurance Group has been offering personalized insurance services since 1997. Call Javita at 877-GO-LOVE-INS. She can help you with old-fashioned personal service. Synergy Insurance Group is the one that you want and need for affordable insurance. Specializing in burial plans that will allow you and yours to personalize your final expenses. Check out Synergy Insurance Group on the web at synergyinsgroup.biz. Or talk to Javita at 877-GO-GLOVE-INS. The purpose of this commercial is to promote various insurance products, national producer numbers 1661510 and 7529748. Hi, this is Alvin from Havivi's Durable Medical Equipment Company. Because of COVID, many of us have lost our jobs and are unable to feed our kids like we wish. If your child is underweight, five years of age or older, and on Medicaid, you may be able to get formula to help them regain their healthy weight. You will need a prescription from their primary care physician and give us a call and let us help. Our number is 
1553. We are open five days a week from 9 to 5. Have your doctor fax your prescription to our fax line, which is 501-661-0738 today. Keeping your child healthy is our priority. That's Habibi's Habibi's Habibi's, your durable medical equipment center. We are located 4317 East Broadway in North Little Rock. That number again is 663-1553. 663-1553. Hey guys, this is David Ashley, Deacon David Ashley. I want to turn y'all on to the Deacon Days radio show. It's a praise project. We're going to be playing music from inspirational artists and gospel artists from all over the world never ever heard of and also we'll be interviewing and asking them very pertinent questions to why and how they came up with their music don't forget the Deacon Dave's radio show it's a praise project Saturdays from 10 to 11 on joynetradio.com the views and opinions expressed today on Black Focus Radio are not the views and opinions of the station, its management, or its advertisers. Now, let's get ready to focus on our issues, our solutions, using our voices on Black Focus Radio. Welcome to Black Focus, the show designed with our community in mind, where we focus on our issues, developing our solutions using our voices. Central Arkansas, surrounding areas, and the nation. Get ready. Black Focus starts right now. Phone lines open at 855-525-5683. So here's your host, David W. Coleman and Robert Webb. All right, welcome back to the second half of Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices, 855-525-5683 is the number. That's how you get in touch with me if you want to join the show. Spent a lot of time last hour talking about this thing with Jerry Jones, and I guess part of the reason that I've been sticking on it and hanging on it uh, is because um, it happened so close to home. And I'm a little annoyed by someone who doesn't even live in the South, who didn't grow up in the South, who always want to castigate the South. Oh, well, you know, that stuff got to happen in the South. Just irritated me a bit. That being Stephen A. Smith. So... I guess we got a theme today because we've had more, um, excuse me, stupidity from sports announcers. And that this is part of the reason why when you have people that don't have any journalistic integrity, they're, they're liable to say anything. Oh, let's just stick them on the air so we can get ratings. I will tell you that I've never particularly cared for Charles Barkley. I'm a Philadelphia 76er fan. I didn't particularly care for him as as a player for the 76ers. I I, I just didn't. I'm just going to be honest with you, okay? And some of the antics, spitting on a a child, throwing a 5'8 man through a window, all of that stuff, I didn't really care for him. But, see, I think Charles Barkley grew up with a complex. He was fat. People made fun of him, and no less, the people that made fun of him was black. 
So he, he developed a complex against black people. And as you listen to him, he said a number of things over the years that was anti-black. And no one said anything about it. I want you to hear what he said about black people and homophobia. Okay? Because this guy, why isn't, why isn't somebody calling for his suspension from TNT? Listen to this. And by the way, this is a, a, uh, a, a blog from someone else that I'm pulling this from. But j just listen to this. On Lemon Barkley stated that he didn't get a chance to watch Dave Chappelle's monologue on Saturday Night Live. But he doesn't think racism, sexism, and homophobia are nothing to joke about. Don Lemon would then tell everyone on the panel that Barkley was one of the first people to contact him after he came out of the closet. In response, Barkley would say, one thing that's always disappointed me, black people treat gay people. We are the worst when it comes to treating gay people. It's always bothered me. After his appearance, Barkley quickly started trending on social media as many had a problem with his comments. One user would say, the media uses Charles Barkley's self-hate to spread anti-blackness, while another would chime in and say, you can support gay people without attacking black people. Today, we have our comedy hype analyst, Danielle Miller and Capone, calling in to give their thoughts and reactions. But first, let's take a look at this clip. One of the first people to contact me after I came out was this man mm. right here. And that was over a decade. And one thing has always disappointed me, black people treat gay people. We are the worst when it comes to treating gay people. And I want to reach out to you and all my gay friends, all my transgender friends, and tell you, man, I got nothing but love and respect for you. I want you to be you. And I wanted you to know that that day, because I understand being black, what it's like being gay, because you get mistreated, and it's really unfortunate and sad and stupid, to be honest with you. Now, I know this is... All right, so that's Charles Barkley. That's Barkley. Now, he just used a national forum, CNN, by the way, to attack all black people. He didn't say some black people. He said all black people. Now, here's what I know about black people and homosexuality. Is that black people are highly religious. And they've been brainwashed with white religion just like white people have. That homosexuality is a sin. But I will tell you that my family grew up in the middle of homosexuality because you know what? My oldest brother was gay. And there were a whole lot of other black families who had gay people in their family. So for him to come out and make that outlandish statement is ridiculous. Is ridiculous. And, and what he is nothing more than a mouthpiece for white people to for white people for him to attack us and he again thinks just because he's on a national show he's got all these commercials that he's the spokesperson for black people by the way did you hear the black fact today if you're just not tuning in I want you to go back when I post this I want you to go back and listen to the black fact from James Baldwin. And if you've spent any time listening to this show, you gotta know, don't you? 
You gotta know that I quote James Baldwin often. And if you listen to the black fact today, if you didn't know it, guess what? James Baldwin was gay. He was a homosexual. I don't have any homosexual phobia about, about, about people being gay or lesbian. I just don't want you pushing it on my children. I just don't want you to use your agenda to emasculate black males. That's what's going on with this movement about homosexuality. They're assuming that all men are gay. All black men are gay. I've had gay friends back in the day who would say openly, and I'd get pissed off at them. Who say, oh, well, you know, everybody has homosexual tendencies. That's a damn lie. If you do, that's fine. Ain't Look, the bottom line is I don't give a damn what you do in your bedroom. I just don't want you pushing it on my children. Let them discover whom, who they are by the natural process. But to try to mainstream homosexuality, I don't go for that. Just like you all are trying to mainstream emasculating black males in your movies. See, what y'all don't realize, we talk about this stuff. Black males talk about this all the time. Those who are intellectually solvent we have these discussions. But I want to know why no one is calling for Charles Barkley to be suspended. So substitute the word Jewish for black, what he just said. See, he's attempting to be the authority on all black people, number one, just because he's black. But what if he would have put Jewish in there? Would there be cause for him to be suspended? He should be a suspended. He, he basically said all black people. Now we know Charles Barkley don't like himself. And we know he doesn't like black people. He's shown that over and over through the years. Just go back and do the research. But wait a minute, y'all call for Kyrie to be suspended because Kyrie posted a link to a, 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 a author that was from Amazon, which is owned by Jeff Bezos, who's a billionaire. You call for his suspension. And you, Charles Barkley, was part of that. And you did nothing more than what Kyrie Irving did. Is that you castigated an entire race of people. And unfortunately, Don Lemon, who is gay, sat there on CNN and bought right into it. Yeah, he, he was the first one to call me. Uh, yeah, yeah. Look, bro, I don't care if he was the 20th person to call you. To sit there as a journalist that you claim to be and allow him to castigate an entire race of people, you're an abomination. And it's not because you're gay. It's because you're a damn hypocrite. Are you, are you gay before you black? I always, I always like to ask my gay black friends that. Are you, were you black before you were gay or were you gay before you were black? And it's amazing how many of them would try to explain that they were gay before they were black. You damn idiot.
So look, I don't watch TNT anyway. That that NBA game uh, analysis, because typically if I'm watching a basketball game and they come on at halftime, I turn it. I don't want to hear nothing from Barkley or Shaq. I just don't. I'm going to get on Shaq here in a moment. I don't want to hear nothing from neither one of them. They are disgusting individuals as far as I'm concerned. They're nothing more than, and again, there you are on a national forum. And, and it wouldn't be so obvious if you hadn't done what you did to Kyrie. And neither one of you even did the research to see if Kyrie was telling the truth. And neither one, and even still today, None of you all have went after Jeff Bezos. None of you. No national media. No, 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 no talk shows. No nothing. Kyrie got the link from Jeff Bezos. So wait a minute. If the if the link is not on Amazon, and oh by the way, Shaq was trying to pretend like, and I, I can't play that clip because he was cursing. But look, I, I'll I'll get to Shaq in a moment. But let me just go ahead. He claims that he was playing, he played the thing at his movie theater because he was trying to do something to bring something to the people. You're a damn hypocrite, dude. It's clear that you don't know what the hell you're talking about because your butt is out. You've been caught. You, we, we know what you stand for now, Shaq. Mr. Papa John's. I don't buy Papa John's because of not just John Snatter, but you kill O'Neal. I don't buy HP Inc. because of Shaquille O'Neal. I don't buy Subway now because of Charles Barkley. I'm not contributing to your, your, your attack on the black community because you're black. And you're allowing, you're the mouthpiece for all these media outlets. Oh, let's go see. First thing you know, let's go see what Shaq says. Let's go see what Chuck Barkley says. As if they are the uh, they are they are part of the pulse of the black community. They are not. These are millionaires, and it's amazing to me how some of these black people get all this money, and all of a sudden they're not black anymore. Michael Jordan. That's why I'm not a fan of Michael Jordan. Republicans buy shoes too. Remember that. They have no black conscience at all. And I don't give a damn how much money you give in charity to black causes. That's, that's no more. Again, as I said earlier last hour, the slave master always kept his slaves healthy because it was profitable for him. This is unbelievable. Why aren't we calling for Charles Barkley to be suspended? For attacking black people. Why aren't we doing that? Charles Barkley is no one. Where, where did he get his numbers? Where did he get his statistics? You know, and here's the one thing I know about the black community. That when black people go off and do whatever they want. When they get knocked down. You know the first place they run to. The black community. Not only just black people, but all races. 
when they've been beat up by the, the, the society, the white supremacist society, they run back to the black community. And you know what the black community does? The black community welcomes them with open arms. You know, part of the reason that black people were enslaved because we were too trusting. We didn't believe that there would be, although a strange, pale white man, that would do us harm. We thought they believed what we believed. So the argument that Charles Barkley makes about this particular issue is ludicrous. And I want to know why no one is asking for Charles Barkley to be suspended. What's the difference in what Kyrie's what Kyrie did and what Charles Barkley said? What is the difference? Oh, that's right. Kyrie made a post about Jews that was on Jeff Bezos' website. So it wasn't really even Kyrie. He just posted a link. Charles Barkley went on national TV, on CNN, on Don Lemon Show, and made that accusation about an entire race of people and nobody on that show pushed back one iota it was an abomination but this is typical of those three guys Stephen A. Smith Shaquille O'Neal and Charles Barkley now before I finish and go to this next break let me just add about we talked about Shaquille O'Neal before I went on my break but y'all remember John Snatter, right? He was so racist that the NFL had to dump him. Father John's was Papa John's was the was the flagship piece pizza for the NFL. Until John Snatter opened up his head and be and showed the world just how much of a bigot and a racist he was. He got so bad that his board of directors had to remove him for as CEO. But you know what? He still makes money off of Papa John's and in comes Shaq to be the spokesman for Papa John's. Whew. So, and, you, and a lot of people don't know that Shaq was on a campaign at one point to put a Papa John's on uh, in every HBCU. What an, what an insult. Here is a, here's a white man who was a bigot who, although he's no, no longer part of the board, he's still making millions of dollars off of his brand. Shaq comes in to save him, and then Shaq turns around and tries to put Papa John's on the campuses of HBCUs. Y'all didn't know that, did you? This your boy Shaq. And then he calls Kyrie Irving an idiot. Man, y'all got to go out and listen to that audio that, that, that he tried to justify calling Kyrie Irving an idiot. When in fact, he had a movie theater where he, he didn't post a link. Shaq actually ran the movie in his theater and made money off of it. And he sat there and tried to justify it. Why hasn't Shaq been suspended? TNT. That noise, I'm scratching my beard. 
that's why I'm done with all three of them. I haven't watched First Take in a long time. I will never watch it again. And you know what? They're going to still be there. Because see, long as the white media can use black men and women, by the way, to attack the black community, they cool with that. Just don't attack the white community. Just don't attack the Jewish community. But as long as you're attacking black folks, we cool with that. Hello? Y'all follow me here? Y'all follow me here? 855-525-5683 is the number. Hit me up at blackfocusradio at gmail.com. All of that and a lot more. Whew. We still got stuff we hadn't gotten to yet. I got to let y'all listen to these MAGA folks. Okay. Yeah, y'all just got to listen to this, man. This is why I'm telling you it's not over. And I hope instead of buying Louis Vuitton purses and crap like that for Christmas. I hope y'all giving guns, giving pistols, AK-47s, because something tells me we're going to need them. And if you don't agree with me, you will after you listen to this clip. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices on joinedradio.com. This is gospel recording artist Tina Adams, and I'm so excited about my new EP that has just dropped on all major digital platforms. This music is going to touch your soul because it depicts and gives an imagery of everyday life situations. So go and be blessed. Again, search for See About Me by Tina Adams on your favorite digital platform. David W. Coleman here for Coleman's Dynamic Rib Rub and Rib Nuts. Go to ribrub.com, that's R-I-B-B-R-U-B-B.com right now, and stock up on the best dry marinades for baking, grilling, and smoking your favorite meats. Three great flavors, hot and spicy, original, and scorching. Try them at your next cookout and you will shout, bacon, grill it, shake it, oh yeah! Only one place to get Coleman's Dynamic products, that's ribrub.com. Easy to order and I'll ship direct to you or to friends and family anywhere in the United States. While on the site, be sure to check out other great items, especially the rib nuts. Who'd have thunk it? Peanuts sauteed in a barbecue marinade? That's just crazy good. Get them at ribrub.com right now, along with other great recipes. That's ribrub.com. If you don't like my rib rub or rib nuts, 
I'll give you money back. Do it today. That's Coleman's Dynamic Products at ribrub.com. Dynamic Dave for JoinetRadio.com. I'm inviting all small businesses to contact me at 855-525-5683 and let Joinet Radio set up an advertising package specifically designed with your business in mind. This is a great opportunity for small businesses to get your products on the air. Do you want to get the word out about a new business? Joinet Radio is for you. Do you want to advertise your event or social gathering? Joinet Radio. Radio is for you. Do you preach or teach? Do it right here on joinetradio.com. Call me, Dynamic Dave, at 855-525-5683 or go to joinetradio.com and review our great lineup of shows. Let's help each other and let's get your products in the hands of consumers across the country. Call me, Dynamic Dave, at joinetradio.com at 855-525-5683. I'll talk to you soon. Synergy Insurance Group is the small business that we need to turn everybody on to. Javita Nelson is the expert advisor and licensed in 20 states. Synergy Insurance Group has been offering personalized insurance services since 1997. Call Javita at 877-GO-LOVE-INS. She can help you with old-fashioned personal service. Synergy Insurance Group is the one that you want and need for affordable insurance. Specializing in burial plans that will allow you and yours to personalize your final expenses. Check out Synergy Insurance Group on the web at synergyinsgroup.biz. Or talk to Javita at 877-GO-GLOVE-INS. The purpose of this commercial is to promote various insurance products. National producer numbers 1661510 and 7529748. Hi, this is Alvin from Habibi's Durable Medical Equipment Company. Because of COVID, many of us have lost our jobs and, uh, and are unable to feed our kids like we wish. If your child is underweight, five years of age or older, and on Medicaid, you may be able to get formula to help them regain their healthy weight. You will need a prescription from their primary care physician and give us a call and let us help. Our number is 501-663-1553. We are open five days a week from nine to five. Have your doctor fax your prescription to our fax line, which is 501-661-0738 today. Keeping your child healthy is our priority. That's Habibi's, 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 your durable medical equipment center. We are located 4317 East Broadway in North Little Rock. That number again is 663-1553. 663-1553. Hey guys, this is David Ashley, Deacon David Ashley. I want to turn y'all on to the Deacon Days radio show. It's a praise project. We're going to be playing music from inspirational artists and gospel artists from all over the world never ever heard of. And also we'll be interviewing and asking them very pertinent questions to why and how they came up with their music. Don't forget, the Deacon Dave's radio show, it's a praise project. Saturdays from 10 to 11 on joynetradio.com.
All right, welcome back to the show. I was actually trying to play something else, and it did not play. So we'll get to that in our next break, okay? Uh, we'll, we'll take care of that. 855-525-5683 is a number. Uh, that's how you get in touch with me if you want to join the show. Talks a lot about uh, Charles Barkley and these athletes who are trying to be the moral equivalent for our community. And the, certainly the hypocrisy that seems to be um, rearing its head when it comes to these, um, that is not the right, that is not the right thing. Okay, I see what it's doing. All right, so we'll, 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 we'll get to that here in just a moment. So this segment, I want to talk a little bit, and I promised you that I was going to play you these crazy MAGA folks. And I just got to play you this because you have no idea just how virulent racist these people are. You simply have no idea. Okay. So, <laughs> and then I want to talk to you a little bit about Asa Hutchison. Okay. Uh, though that's, that's where we're going to go. Uh, this segment. I'm trying to get this back at the beginning here. So just just give me a moment uh, as I pull this up because it's uh, <laughs> I, I want to try to be optimistic but I'm sorry. I, I don't know what to tell y'all. Okay. I just don't know what to tell y'all. <laughs> so let me let me let me go ahead and cue this up because I'm doing three or four things at the same time here. So uh just just you'll hear it here in just a moment. Let me I'll cue it up here in just a second. It it's just amazing to me. Okay. Here we go. Stand by your own soul and you look back at yourself in the mirror and realize that you are the cancer that is tearing this nation apart there were many election errors anonymy monolies whatever i can't say the word shenanigans it's time to get some real men in here this is the epitome of weak corrupt men you five up here how many tax dollars from the future did bill gates cost the state of arizona but instead, you accepted $3 million of Mark Zuckerberg money. I would ask you to confess and repent. And may the consequences of your actions be on your heads. I Thank warn you and I caution you. We got a big God. Everybody in this room, we know the, your feelings about this election and about the 2020 election is a sham. If this board can't get the election integrity correct, the public opinion of Arizona will do it for you. There's something wrong here. You know, if it looks like a duck and walks like a duck, it isn't. If you just read the election book, if you just go through the pages, that this election needs to be nullified because of the problems, and it takes far less than what occurred at the election polls. 80% of those people that came to vote their time voted Republican and voted for America First candidates because they want to protect this country and the state. And to say that the results are the way they are. I just would just would just please, I beg of you. So this is a terrible situation where she didn't get to vote for anything but federal. 
nothing about the state. So if you think that the public should believe the false narrative of well-run, fair, transparent elections and outcomes, that's, you're sorely mistaken. So Chairman Bill Gates and Recorder Richer, you both have lost all credibility in any shred of integrity to conduct free, Again, fair, we're not, we're, we're no free, fair, and transparent elections here in Maricopa County. And I'm just disgusted by your behaviors and your decisions that you've made. And look at all these people out here who are just suffering so badly because of your falsehoods. I got fired. And I, when I Thank asked you, why I'm sorry, I your, got fired, your time is up. I was told, I was told I didn't have to have a reason Ma'am, your time is fired. up. We're, we're not going to clap. We're not going to have clapping and cheering. I understand we need to move this along. Please sit down, ma'am. When you both opened in 2021 a political action committee to specifically defeat MAGA candidates, that actually was almost our whole ballot for this primary from the Republican Party. President Trump announced last night that he'll be running in the 2024 election. And now everybody in Maricopa County will be wondering how the Board of Supervisors will cost Arizona and the nation another election. There's no other way to do this but to have another election, to completely scrap this. It's, it's, it's absurd to continue this charade and think that we are going to have anything less than tainted results when you're done. We can't accept these results. This is an illegitimate election. It is your job to, to provide the remedy was done and then here we have Fox News, right? 2022, they call Katie Hobbs before Carrie Lake, even before the election took place. But we're supposed to believe that we have free and fair elections here. This is a farce. This election absolutely, along with the 2020, is no longer uh, certifiable. This needs to be redone. We need ballots that are paper. We're like the forces at Dunkirk. We're up against the English Channel. Am I here to accuse you of stealing the vote? Heavens no, for that would make me a terrorist, wouldn't it? Now ask Mark Zuckerberg that question, which is more valuable, your money, or your vote, or your country, or this world, or the corruption that is taking over every single county in this nation? Amen, brother. <laughs> these people have lost their minds okay they lost an election and they're claiming that it was stolen no they couldn't be further from the truth they're allowing this fool in 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 florida to lead them around by the nose and continue to make money off of them and they don't get it. They just don't get it. Okay? Which brings me to the the uh, the the orange separatist or the orange insurrectionist. That's what I'm gonna call him. The orange insurrectionist. So last weekend he had a he had dinner with uh, Kanye West and Nick Fuentes. Mick, Nick Fuentes is a virulent white supremacist, and everybody is shocked that, hey, how could he do this? 
See, here's the problem. Here's what I've been telling y'all all along. See, this is why I can't be I can't be uh, friends with Republicans. I, I just can't. Okay. I, I I just can't. Because if you support white supremacy, how could I be your friend? Think about it. James Baldwin says, we can agree and still love each other unless your disagreement is rooted in my oppression and denial of my humanity and my right to exist. That's what these people stand for. I can disagree with you. We know it, you know, there are two ways to get to the same place. I agree with that. Well, when you start telling me that there's only one way to get to this same place, and it's your way or no way. I got a problem with you. And when you tell me that, hey, your skin color is better than mine. Remember the teacher? We did have that story, didn't we? The teacher who was sitting in class telling, telling sixth and seventh graders that because he's white, he was supreme over them. Let me let me read that quote again by James Baldwin. By the way, y'all do know that James Baldwin's gay, right? And he's one of my favorite authors. We can uh, we can disagree and still love each other, unless your disagreement is rooted in my oppression, and my denial of my humanity and my right to exist. It's James Baldwin. This is what white supremacists are. This is who they've been. You see, they've they've always been here. They never went anywhere. They, they they never did go anywhere. So why are y'all surprised? Just so happens now they've taken over an entire party. And I don't care what you're saying. Unfortunately, there are a lot of black people who have Republican friends who are in business with them, who are making money off of with them racists, and they think, oh well, you know, that's just Bob. Bob will be the first person to string your ass up if he had an opportunity. And now you've got a former president who is who is meeting with a white supremacist. And listen, what the any any Republican say anything? Listen, there was one. We're gonna get to him in just a moment. As a matter of fact, let's go ahead and get to him. His name is Asa Hutchison. Let's listen to this. Well, I hope someday we won't have to be responding to what uh, uh, former President Trump has said or done. In this instance, it's important to respond. And as you mentioned, the last time I met with uh, a white supremacist, it was in an armed standoff. I had a bulletproof vest on. Uh, we arrested them, prosecuted them, sent them to prison. And so, no, I don't think it's a good idea for a a leader that's setting an example for the country or the party to meet with avowed uh, racist or anti-Semite. And so it's very troubling and it shouldn't happen. And uh, we need to avoid those kinds of empowering the extremes. And when you meet with people, you empower. And that's what you have to avoid. You want to diminish their strength, not empower them, stay away from it. Trump 
All right, so the question that should have been asked at that point was, if you feel so strongly about that now, Asa Hutchinson, why did you support Trump four years ago? Did he just become a racist? Or was he already a racist? We know he was already a racist. But, you know, the Republican Party held their noses and turned their eye, turned their heads and closed their eyeballs and supported this racist because they were concerned about power. The only reason that they're attacking Donald Trump now is the fact that look what happened in the midterms. And they've realized that, oh, there are more people that are left center and right center and independent than there are on the extreme MAGA right. And if we're going to win elections, we got to clean up our act. But your party has been hijacked by racist and white supremacist. See Lauren Boebert. See Marjorie Taylor Greene. See Louis Gohmert. See Ted Cruz. See uh, Lindsey Graham. I can go on and on and on, brothers and sisters. Paul Gosar. See, the only reason Asa is doing this now, he's trying to run for president. He's an opportunist. And I didn't get a chance to look up the article, but there was an article that we talked about on the show about a year or so ago where, you know, he talked about that time when he confronted some white supremacists and put them in jail. But what has he done since then? You do realize that Arkansas has more white supremacists per capita than any other state. That includes Mississippi and Alabama. They're literally moving here. Northwest Arkansas is replete with them. As a matter of fact, part of the reason, do y'all know that other schools uses, uses the, the, the white supremacists in Arkansas as a means to discourage athletes from attending the University of Arkansas? Y'all realize that, right? We've talked about that on the show. Asa did nothing to stunt the, the influx of white supremacists moving to the Arkansas. And by the way, racist, I mean, Asa, what'd you do about the Little Rock School Board? Oh, that's right. The school board or the school system in Arkansas was one of the worst in the country being ran by white folks. And then when black folks finally voted them out and voted a majority black board in, you took over the school system, Asa. Did you? Yeah, you did. So don't sit here and try to pretend because, see, your receipts are going to have to be shown nationally. And we know you're trying to run for president. But again, you are part of a Republican Party that is filled with bigots and racists. What are you going to do about that, uh, 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 Asa? See, the thing is, had that reporter been smart, he should have, she should have been asking those questions. Your Republican Party over the last, uh, let's say the last, I'll give you, because I know it's been longer than that. It's been since the 70s when, when they had the Southern strategy. That's where it began. They said, you were part of that, par that party. You know the Southern strategy that Lee Atwater came up with to pit black folks against white folks, poor black folks against poor white folks. You know, when instead of saying certain words, you use other words 
You remember that strategy, right? Asa, weren't you part of that party? As a matter of fact, have you resigned from the party? Are you still part of the Republican party? What part of the Republican party are you with, Asa? I'm just curious. Because all of them vote Republican, so are you going to, if they vote, if the racists vote for you, here's what I'd like for you to do, Asa. Say right now, if I run for president, I don't want a racist or a white supremacist vote. Here, that's what I'd like for you to do, Asa. Would you do that, Asa? Hell no, you won't do it because you're, you're party with them. You didn't criticize Trump one iota while he was doing the things that he was doing. You didn't criticize Trump one iota when he went after Barack Obama and used that, that racist uh, dog whistle about his birth certificate. You didn't go after him one iota when he attacked those women of color. Not one iota. So don't sit here and try to pretend like you're some holier-than-thou person now that you want to bring, bring uh, some type of beacon of hope and light to the American people. We know exactly what you're doing. It's political expediency. And you didn't do a damn thing while Donald Trump was in office. As did none of your other Republican cohorts. That dog is not going to hunt with me. May hunt with other po folks, but it's not going to hunt with me. And I can't wait till you be exposed because you deserve to be exposed, Jason. Yes, you do. Hypocrite. All of you Republicans. That whole Republican Party is a cesspool of racist, white supremacists, and Ku Klux clowns. That's why I played that piece from Arizona. I don't care how polite they sounded. Think about that. We'll take a break. You're listening to Black Focus Radio. One more segment. We're out of here for the day. Adjoinedradio.com. Greetings from Arkansas Baptist College. It's that time of the year again. It's the giving season. Here's a great way you can support Arkansas Baptist College. During the week of November 25th through December 1st, you can go to any five below in Little Rock, North Little Rock, or Benton, and they will donate 10% of your purchase before taxes. Wow, that is fantastic. Now, let me remind you that when you go to the cashier, just simply say, I want to support Arkansas Baptist College and they'll take care of the rest. Just remember, this promotion is in effect from November 25th through December 1st. So get out to five below and let's raise some money for the Buffaloes. It's just that simple. And thank you in advance for supporting the great things that we do here at Arkansas Baptist College. Hello, this is gospel recording artist Tina Adams, and I'm so excited about my new EP that has just dropped on all major digital platforms. This music is going to touch your soul because it depicts and gives an imagery of everyday life situations. So go and be blessed. Again, search for See About Me by Tina Adams on your favorite digital platform.
Synergy Insurance Group is the small business that we need to turn everybody on to. Javita Nelson is the expert advisor and licensed in 20 states. Synergy Insurance Group has been offering personalized insurance services since 1997. Call Javita at 877-GO-LOVE-INS. She can help you with old-fashioned personal service. Synergy Insurance Group is the one that you want and need for affordable insurance. Specializing in burial plans that will allow you and yours to personalize your final expenses. Check out Synergy Insurance Group on the web at synergyinsgroup.biz. Or talk to Javita at 877-GO-GLOVE-INS. The purpose of this commercial is to promote various insurance products. National producer numbers 1661510 and 7529748. Hi, this is Alvin from Habibi's Durable Medical Equipment Company. Because of COVID, many of us have lost our jobs and are, and are unable to feed our kids like we wish. If your child is underweight, five years of age or older, and on Medicaid, you may be able to get formula to help them regain their healthy weight. You will need a prescription from their primary care physician and give us a call and let us help. Our number is 501-663-1553. We are open five days a week from nine to five. Have your doctor fax your prescription to our fax line, which is 501-661-0738 today. Keeping your child healthy is our priority. That's Habibi's, 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 your durable medical equipment center. We are located 4317 East Broadway in North Little Rock. That number again is 663-1553. 663-1553. Hey guys, this is David Ashley, Deacon David Ashley. I want to turn y'all on to the Deacon Days radio show. It's a praise project. We're going to be playing music from inspirational artists and gospel artists from all over the world never ever heard of and also we'll be interviewing and asking them very pertinent questions to why and how they came up with their music don't forget the Deacon Dave's radio show it's a praise project Saturdays from 10 to 11 on joynetradio.com Welcome back to the show, Black Focus Radio, our issues, our solutions, our voices, 855-525-5683 is the number. That's how you get in touch with me if you want to join the show. I hope you will. You can also hit us up on Instagram, uh, Facebook, and YouTube. We don't do Twitter anymore. In fact, I'm planning to cancel my account this week. I've had enough of White supremacist. Yeah, Elon Musk is a white supremacist. Period. Go look at his background. From South Africa. His father made his millions or billions off of black exploitation of South Africans. Hello? I've told you all that just because someone makes money and they're a billionaire, before you start... Loving them hook, line, and sinker, you might want to um, look at their background. 
you know, I just recently bought a new car, but it's been a, it's been almost a, it hadn't been quite a year yet. It wasn't new, new, it was used. I don't buy new cars. And I had a choice between uh, Steve Landers and another company. Steve Landers, those of you who don't know in this area, he owned a car dealership and he sold a lot of cars to black folks here. But knowing Steve Landers' past, what he stands for, there was no way on God's green earth that I was going to spend my money with him. I don't give a damn if his cars was paved with gold and they rolled on gold tires and he was giving it to me for a great deal. There was no way that Steve Landers is going to make money off me. And what we've got to start becoming is conscious about our dollars. Because if we become conscious about our dollars, then we can, start, we can solve a whole lot of problems. I keep thinking about that black fact that I played with James Baldwin. And I keep thinking about how he talked about there was no hope. There was an anger in black males, black community. You know, that, that, that interview was done in 1979. It could have been done yesterday. Because we're seeing the anger and the frustration in black males so that they don't care about themselves they don't care about you either. I talk about this a lot when I do my motivational speaking. You see, when, you, when, when you're dealing with a young black male who has no hope, who doesn't see himself, his situation, his family getting any better, there's nothing but pain and degradation all through his life, then that young black male, and females for that matter, they develop they, de they become desensitized to pain and anguish. So it's easy for a young black male to go out and kill another black male. We always say, well, what are, what's wrong with these drugs? No, this is a psychological problem. This is the mental side that Dr. Francis Chris Welsing talked about, she and Neely Fuller talked about years ago. That's what this is. You see, so if I hate myself... And I identify as a black male. When I see another black male, I hate him too. I hate him too. So it's easy for me. Dude, you just another nigga. Pow, pow, pow. And now I got a badge of, of honor that I've killed a black male, not understanding that when he pulled that trigger, he's actually pulling the trigger on himself because he may not have killed himself physically, but he killed his potential because now he will be in prison. So you've killed two black males. The one that you see in yourself and the one that you are. No one cares about this because they're just black boys. And see, white supremacists understand that if I kill off the black male, I can kill off the race. 
if I emasculate the black male, if I make him lean towards homosexuality where he doesn't want to have kids, then that simply that supports my agenda, which is saving the white race. Whew. My God, we've got a lot of work to do. Won't you join me? I can't do this by myself. No one can. Hope you enjoyed the show. It's good to be back. And hey, G-Baby. This is what your G-Daddy does all the time. It's raise hell. And you're going to be a little hell raiser too. <laughs> you already are. Love you to death. Y'all take care. We'll talk to you next time on Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices. And oh, by the way, since we was reading the quote, we might as well end with the quote, right? We can disagree and still love each other unless your disagreement is rooted in my oppression and denial of my humanity and right to exist. Y'all have a great day. You've been listening to Black Focus, where we discuss our issues with our solutions and our voices. Join us every weekday afternoon at 1 p.m. on joinetradio.com.